The Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, containing revelations given to Joseph Smith the Prophet, with some additions by his successors in the Presidency of the Church. Published by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Salt Lake City, Utah, USA. Explanatory Introduction The Doctrine and Covenants is a collection of divine revelations and inspired declarations given for the establishment and regulation of the Kingdom of God on the earth in the last days. Although most of the sections are directed to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the messages, warnings, and exhortations are for the benefit of all mankind and contain an invitation to all people everywhere to hear the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to them for their temporal well-being and their everlasting salvation. Most of the revelations in this compilation were received through Joseph Smith, Jr., the first prophet and president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Others were issued through some of his successors in the presidency. See headings to sections 135, 136, and 138 and Official Declarations 1 and 2. The Book of Doctrine and Covenants is one of the standard works of the Church, in company with the Holy Bible, the Book of Mormon, and the Pearl of Great Price. However, the Doctrine and Covenants is unique because it is not a translation of an ancient document, but is of modern origin, and was given of God through His chosen prophets for the restoration of His holy work and the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth in these days. In the Revelations, one hears the tender but firm voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, speaking anew in the dispensation of the fullness of times. And the work that is initiated herein is preparatory to His second coming, in fulfillment of and in concert with the words of all the holy prophets since the world began. Joseph Smith, Jr., was born December 23, 1805, in Sharon, Windsor County, Vermont. During his early life, he moved with his family to Manchester in western New York. It was while he was living near Manchester, in the spring of 1820, when he was 14 years of age, that he experienced his first vision, in which he was visited in person by God the Eternal Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. He was told in this vision that the true Church of Jesus Christ that had been established in New Testament times and which had administered the fullness of the gospel was no longer on the earth. Other divine manifestations followed in which he was taught by many angels. It was shown to him that God had a special work for him to do on the earth and that through him the Church of Jesus Christ would be restored to the earth. In the course of time, Joseph Smith was enabled by divine assistance to translate and publish the Book of Mormon. In the meantime, he and Oliver Cowdery were ordained to the Aaronic Priesthood by John the Baptist in May 1829, D.N.C. section 13. And soon thereafter, they were also ordained to the Melchizedek Priesthood by the ancient apostles Peter, James, and John. D.N.C. section 27, verse 12. Other ordinations followed in which priesthood keys were conferred upon them by Moses, Elijah, Elias, and many ancient prophets. 
DNC sections 110 and 128, verses 18 and 21. These ordinations were, in fact, a restoration of divine authority to man on the earth. On April 6, 1830, under heavenly direction, the Prophet Joseph Smith organized the church, and thus, the true Church of Jesus Christ is once again operative as an institution among men, with authority to teach the gospel and administer the ordinances of salvation. See Pearl of Great Price, Joseph Smith History, 1, verses 1 through 75, and D&C, section 20. These sacred revelations were received in answer to prayer in times of need and came out of real-life situations involving real people. The prophet and his associates sought for divine guidance, and these revelations certify that they received it. In the revelations, one sees the restoration and unfolding of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the ushering in of the dispensation of the fullness of times. The westward movement of the church from New York and Pennsylvania to Ohio to Missouri to Illinois and finally to the Great Basin of Western America and the mighty struggles of the saints in attempting to build Zion on the earth in modern times are also shown forth in these revelations. Several of the earlier sections involve matters regarding the translation and publication of the Book of Mormon. See sections 3, 5, 10, 17, and 19. Some later sections reflect the work of the Prophet Joseph Smith in making an inspired translation of the Bible during which many of the great doctrinal sections were received. See, for example, sections 37, 45, 73, 76, 77, 86, 91, and 132, each of which has some direct relationship to the Bible translation. In the Revelations, the doctrines of the Gospel are set forth with explanations about such fundamental matters as the nature of the Godhead, the origin of man, the reality of Satan, the purpose of mortality, the necessity for obedience, the need for repentance, the workings of the Holy Spirit, the ordinances and performances that pertain to salvation, the destiny of the earth, the future conditions of man after the resurrection and the judgment, the eternity of the marriage relationship, and the eternal nature of the family. Likewise, the gradual unfolding of the administrative structure of the Church is shown, with the calling of bishops, the First Presidency, the Council of the Twelve and the Seventy, and the establishment of other presiding offices and quorums. Finally, the testimony that is given of Jesus Christ, His divinity, His majesty, His perfection, His love and His redeeming power makes this book of great value to the human family and of more worth than the riches of the whole earth. A number of the revelations were published in Zion, Independence, Missouri, in 1833, under the title A Book of Commandments for the Government of the Church of Christ. Concerning this publication, the elders of the church gave solemn testimony that the Lord had borne record to their souls that these revelations were true. As the Lord continued to communicate with His servants, an enlarged compilation was published two years later in Kirtland, Ohio, with the title, Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of the Latter-day Saints. 
To this publication in 1835, the written testimony of the Twelve Apostles was attached as follows. Testimony of the Twelve Apostles to the Truth of the Book of Doctrine and Covenants The testimony of the witnesses to the Book of the Lord's Commandments, which commandments he gave to his church through Joseph Smith, Jr., who was appointed by the voice of the church for this purpose. We therefore feel willing to bear testimony to all the world of mankind, to every creature upon the face of the earth, that the Lord has borne record to our souls through the Holy Ghost shed forth upon us, that these commandments were given by inspiration of God and are profitable for all men and are verily true. We give this testimony unto the world, the Lord being our helper, and it is through the grace of God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ that we are permitted to have this privilege of bearing this testimony unto the world, in the which we rejoice exceedingly, praying the Lord always that the children of men may be profited thereby. The names of the twelve were Thomas B. Marsh, David W. Patton, Brigham Young, Heber C. Kimball, Orson Hyde, William E. McClellan, Parley P. Pratt, Luke S. Johnson, William Smith, Orson Pratt, John F. Boynton, Lyman E. Johnson. In successive editions of the Doctrine and Covenants, additional revelations or other matters of record have been added as received and as accepted by competent assemblies or conferences of the Church. Beginning with the 1835 edition, a series of seven theological lessons was also included. These were titled, The Lectures on Faith. These had been prepared for use in the School of the Prophets in Kirtland, Ohio, in 1834-1835. through 1835. Although profitable for doctrine and instruction, these lectures have been omitted from the Doctrine and Covenants since the 1921 edition because they were not given or presented as revelations to the whole Church. In the current edition of the Doctrine and Covenants, three documents have been included for the first time. These are sections 137 and 138, setting forth the Fundamentals of Salvation for the Dead and Official Declaration 2, announcing that all worthy male members of the church may be ordained to the priesthood without regard for race or color. It is evident that some errors have been perpetuated in past editions, particularly in the historical portions of the section headings. Consequently, this edition contains corrections of dates and place names, and also a few other minor corrections when it seemed appropriate, such as discontinuing the unusual names beginning with section 78. These changes have been made so as to bring the material into conformity with the historical documents. Other special features of this latest edition include maps showing the major geographical locations in which the revelations were received, plus improvements in cross-references, section headings, and subject matter summaries, all of which are designed to help readers to understand and rejoice in the message of the Lord as given in the Doctrine and Covenants.